Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We have word that Dave Ayers, 42 years of age, emergency support goaltender, will be forced into service here for the Hurricanes. And here he comes, number 90 for the Carolina Hurricanes is Dave Ayers. Oh my gosh. Jason Spezza thwarted by Slavin. In the slot, the Canes can't get it out. Kerfoot, I'm in! What a save! No rebound allowed by David Ayers. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. I mean, what do you say? What? What do you say? <laughs> wow. What a night. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. Alec Campbell will join us in a few minutes. There really are no words at the end of a game like this. The Hurricanes beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3 to three using the emergency backup goaltender that each team must provide by league rule for every game just in case you lose both goaltenders during the game and blah, blah. What? David Ayers, 42 years old, maintenance guy, Zamboni driver, practice goalie, NHL winning goaltender. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, really, I mean, it's it's it, these are the types of things that defy description when you talk about sports other than, man, this is why we watch. It's why we watch. It's why human beings play. It's why it's why it's captivating. It's why it's the only thing that will never, ever, ever stop being interesting. The human condition is incredible. Uh, so how did we get to here? Real quick, and then we'll, uh, then we'll go through the game uh, as fast as we can before we get to Alec. Uh, and I have some questions that uh, I have to explain how we're going to do this another time uh, because uh, it, it hasn't worked out the way I wanted to. I wanted to take questions uh, on Twitter, DM questions to me, uh, where people would actually use their voice and ask the question so we could play the questions on the podcast. We'll have to figure out another way to do that because I don't n- nobody did that correctly. Maybe I explained it wrong. Uh, who knows? All right, that was a great hockey game, a puck game, if you will. Um, but how did we get to David Ayers being necessary? James Reimer got the start. Zach made one save in the game. Uh, Zach Hyman checks Jacob Slavin into him in the first period, and he aggravates a lower body injury. 
Uh, James has been kind of bothered by a groin injury for much of the uh, much of the season. Uh, when everybody was hoping that James would start playing a bunch of games in a row, uh, they were kind of worried that they were gonna it was gonna be aggravated. They didn't want him to get hurt, so they kind of backed him off at times. Uh, it looked to me like this was aggravated, and he eventually did come out of the game. Peter Morozik comes in. Morozik, uh, who I thought was very good in spite of the first goal, has a collision with Alex Kerfoot after uh, Mrazek came all the way out to play the puck. I mean, Peter, <laughs> Peter's amazing to watch, man. He's, he is worth the price of admission. Um, so he comes out, and there's a collision. Thought it was uh, thought it was no harm, no foul, even though there was harm. Um, they initially called Kerfoot for a, a five-minute major and a game misconduct, which would have been an absolute travesty. Um, they did, upon review, reverse it to a two-minute minor, which was the right call. Um, and we'll we'll get to the other injury. Well, let's just get to it now. And the other injury, the far more problematic injury for the Hurricanes if Brett Pesci misses a significant amount of time. With all respect to Dougie Hamilton, who was having a Norris Trophy year, and they are definitely a different and a lesser team without number 19. There are only two players on this team they could not afford to lose. Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci. If Pesci misses a significant amount of time and they, they do not replace him with a bona fide top four defenseman Monday afternoon, the, the chances of this team making the playoffs are almost non-existent. The defensive core without Brett Pesci and Dougie Hamilton, but without Brett Pesci, forget it. No chance. In my opinion, I could be, I hope I'm wrong if that's, if, if it ends up being the case. Um, 22, too damn good. Too damn good. I would say this, it, you know, Slavin is the best, but Pesci is very close to him. Um, so let's just hope that Pesci will, uh, he'll be okay. And that this was something that this is something he can play with, because holy cow, they got a six-game Eastern Conference road trip coming up starting next Saturday, a week from today, as we're recording this at eleven twenty-four now on a uh, Saturday night, and they desperately need Brett Pesci in the lineup. But what an amazing hockey game, start to finish. Kane's really good in the first, didn't take advantage. Aho had a couple of chances to score in the first period. Uh, Brock McGinn on a back end, tons of chances. I don't even know how many chances they had to score in the first period. Didn't get one. One mistake, some loose defensive coverage with less than a minute left in the first period. Toronto has a one nothing lead. Toronto played much better in the last five or so minutes of the period. Uh, and actually, statistically, they did tilt the ice against Carolina. But Carolina was better for longer in the first than Toronto was and it was a shame that they were down one nothing. But you know what? They were awesome to start the second. And they were awesome throughout the second period. And frankly, they were better than Toronto from that point the rest of the game. They score right away uh, to, uh, to, get it, uh, to get it even. And the first one was the fourth line center. Walmart returns it back for TBR, who plays it off the boards deep. 
Walmart and back of the goal. Out in front, McGinn and Cumber to bit. It's loose. Martin McTurns stopped by Anderson. They score on the rebound. Lucas Walmart swoops in, picks up the loose chain. Yeah, Lucas Walmart breaks a 14-game uh, goal-scoring drought. Then not that long after that, uh, the Hurricanes take the lead on the power play. Uh, and another guy may be starting to heat up. Walmart is on it. He sets up Gardner, who moves it nicely to Natchez. Marty Natchez, top of the near circle. One-timer scores! That's hockey, baby! A bullet from Nino Nino Ryder, staked out in the high slot. What a pass right in the wheelhouse of El Nino. Yeah, Marty Natchez with a great backhand pass, and that was an absolute missile that uh, Niederreiter unleashed. I believe he's got 10 goals now. Uh, and look, the support scoring was, was going to be the story if it wasn't for David Ayers. Uh, Warren Fogle with two goals, including this one right off. Face-off will be in the near circle to the right of Anderson. Edmondson with a shot stick. Save the score! You called it! Warren Fogle on the doorstep. The cash-in back at home here in Toronto. He's been a wrecking ball. Here's the thing about Fogle tonight. Fogle was incredible, really, from start to finish. thing about Fogle is he could have very easily been the healthy scratch. In the, in the game against the Rangers last night, Friday night, Carolina makes it 4-2 in the Ajo power play goal. They got a little momentum. And then Fogle takes just an absolutely stupid tripping penalty where he tripped Adam Fox in the, uh, in the offensive zone away from the play. Just totally unnecessary. And whatever momentum, I mean, there was still 13 and a half minutes left in the game. Whatever momentum Carolina might have had from the goal to make it 4-2 was gone. And Rod could have very easily, I was wondering if Rod was even going to play him the rest of the way. I don't think he played a ton the rest of the way, but he didn't bench him. And he could have very easily sat Fogel. Fogel's parents were in the arena tonight because he is a, a Markham, Ontario kid. By the way, that's the same place Jeff Skinner's from. Uh, it's not that far from Toronto. It's kind of a suburb of Toronto, I guess. Uh, but uh, Fogel was great tonight. That Warren Fogel's a difference maker. That's the Warren Fogel we need to see. Then, after uh, the collision between Mrazek and Kerfoot, and Kerfoot goes off for two minutes, uh, the Hurricanes decided, well, why not? Moves it in. Canes feed it across this way for Table Terrapine, and out in front, rejected by Anderson, they score! On the rebound, Sebastian Ajo maybe got to it off Travis Dermott. It's a power play goal with only two seconds left in it. What a play! Get out, pucks on edge, reverse the flow. Nice little play. Now all of a sudden, come up the ice. Nice clean power play entry. Ajo's going to eventually find his way to the far post. It was 4-1 at that point. Uh, when Tripp said, what a play, he was talking about David Ayers. Uh, Ayers came out to play the puck with the Hurricanes late in the power play. Came out to play the puck, uh, played it behind the goal to uh, Jacob Slavin, and Slavin eventually got it up to, uh, I guess it was to Aho to Svechnikov, to Taravainen. and Aho went to the back post. Uh, I didn't. I never thought that Aho actually touched it. They had uh, credited the goal initially to Seabass, uh, but uh, the goal was Taravainen's, and, but Aho's agitation in the corner behind the... Uh, uh, on the uh, the back post, definitely, definitely had an impact. Uh, 
Toronto got two back late, and then Ayers had to make a save right before the end of the second period to keep it 4-3. And honestly, um, it could have very easily been a 10-8 game. I don't know what, why Toronto didn't just shoot the puck every single time they entered the zone. Just fire pucks on net. I mean, he's obviously not bad because <laughs> uh, he made some good saves, and maybe that is not... Uh, being respectful of David Ayers, but I didn't understand Toronto's approach. They were just trying to be too fancy. Who knows? Uh, but it worked out for the Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes were just absolutely great for really the last 40 minutes of this game. I mean, even analytically speaking, uh, they dominated the last 40 minutes. They ended up uh, attempting 76 shots to the Maple Leafs' 47 uh, they had a 48-26 edge in shots on goal, 31-15 over the last two periods. I mean, they outshot um, Toronto all game long anyway, but uh, they were just dominant in the uh, in the second and third periods. And they were. this is a game they deserve to win. You make your breaks, right? Uh, although I don't think Carolina got too many good breaks tonight. I mean, they had three injuries in the game. Um, but just like the Rangers earned their breaks in a 5-2 win on Friday, Carolina earned this win. They were better than Toronto, uh, and I did think it was interesting, and we'll talk about this with Alec Campbell. Sheldon Keefe didn't pull his goaltender, even though he had opportunities to do it, and it would have been the play to do it. Uh, He was sending his team a message that, I will not put up with your garbage anymore, and there was a lot of garbage to put up with. All right, before we get to Alec Campbell, um, I know I wanted to do a Q&A with people, but I wanted you to actually ask the question. Don't tweet the question. Here's what I want people to do. And, uh, you know, again, I'll leave my DMs open uh, for another time. And what I wanted you to do was record the question and DM it to me. You can do a little video. I don't care what you look like. You don't even have to put your face on the video. Just record the audio from it and DM me the audio, and then we can play the question, and we'll answer the question. It's just that simple. So uh, we'll do that another time. Uh, This game got kind of wacky, so I thought we'd get Alec and talk about it as well. So we'll talk to Alec on the other side. So with that said, um, subscribe, rate, Download, do what you have to do, uh, but your number one job is to simply enjoy the morning after podcast. Uh, After a very brief rest, I got to go to the fridge and get a beer because this deserves one. Alec Campbell. Alec Campbell, my friend, Stormwatch Aftermath host. You You know what this game deserves? Hold on. Let me open this. I just sprayed a trophy wife on my face. Hold on. Oh, I'm supposed to put it in your mouth. I'm trying. Know. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm actually. I'm. See, can can you hear that? No, I can't. You can't hear but it. I'm, I'm also in the. I'm also in the car. Yeah. Well, I'm pouring a. Uh, I'm pouring a beer. Oh, okay. Because what else would you do after that? All right. Let's. Uh. Okay. What. What. What did we just see? What did we just see? What did we just uh, see? I mean, it's... Uh... We saw, what we saw was really what makes sports great to me 
<laughs> like I, I think back to uh, to when this happened with the Blackhawks a couple of years ago, and some dude comes out of the stands and makes like seven or eight saves or something like that. But he only had to play like 10 minutes in that scenario in the third period. And he got the Blackhawks a win. And I don't remember exactly what, where in the season they were, what the stakes were or anything like that. But I mean, I've gone back and watched the highlights to that. And it brings me to tears, man. That's the thing. Like these, these types of scenarios are like the best part of sports the the championships are great obviously but man when you have this type of thing happen and it's a it's a it's a bizarre scenario to even to even think about right in the, to begin with somebody pointed this out to me on twitter is that you know the idea that the nhl like the, the nhl rules are such that you just bring some beer league star uh-huh. out of the stands to play in the world's best league is almost asinine. Like it almost doesn't even make sense that that's what has to happen here. Could you imagine, um, could you imagine if major league baseball after you ran out of pitchers, you didn't, yeah. you didn't bring a left fielder in. All right. Somebody from section one Oh four, grab a glove, <laughs> grab a glove. Grab a glove. You're in. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Like, I I have so many thoughts about the entire situation. I mean, what's going through his mind when he gets in there? You know, and there were people on Twitter that were really upset, of course, that... Yeah, no way on that, Twitter? That, that, that the team, you know, was... <laughs> uh, that the other team was supplying this goaltender and, you know, there was this speculation that he was a team employee. Well, first of all, you can't be a team employee. Right. Um, and, you know, then secondly, I guess technically he is because he's going to get paid. He makes, I guess, $500 to do it. He gets to keep his game jersey. Right. Um, but and, and so people were thinking that there there could be some, you know, uh, uh, you know, it would be easy for him to, like, throw the game or something. Like, are you kidding me? That, that this is the... getting to, this that... guy's getting to live his dream. <laughs> Like, and all he wants to do is prove to these NHLers that he can get it done. He is not thinking about that at all. <laughs> Turns out, man, he actually does go to practice with the Leafs and yeah. take shots. Um, he's going to practice tomorrow. <laughs> he's going to practice with them tomorrow. But even so, like, he gets in a real NHL game. They're trying to do their best. He's trying to do his best, man. Like, to... I don't know, man. People are just the worst. Yes, and, uh, the the fact and, that he might throw the, the even the if that's your first if that's the first thing that crosses your mind that he might throw right. the go, game. Go two like, thi- two up, things. Two two things. One, you have a problem if that's your first thought, and the other right. thought is how could you tell? I mean, the guy drives his zamboni. He's a maintenance worker at the minor league arena for uh, for basically his day job. Like, right. how would you tell if he was throwing the game? The go- the first goal he allowed was not a. I mean, it was a emergency backup goaltender goal, right? right? I mean, come on, the puck was along the ice. You yeah, know? The, the second one wasn't even his fault. No, it wasn't. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I just go away. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, just just go away. 
just 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 get out of my life. You know, I'm going to need another beer for that. Um, it's just so it's just like, I don't know. It's a great but, story. I can't I can't wait to delve into it even more uh, when we uh, when we convene on Monday uh, on the real on, on the on the moneymaker, the day job. When we get a chance to really talk about this, uh, because it is an incredible, incredible story. Um, you lose. <laughs> you, you lose Reimer when Zach Hyman checks Jacob Slavin into him, and he had been kind of bothered a little bit by a groin injury, so my guess is that it just got worse uh, as a result of the yeah. collision. Yeah. Then you've got the collision between Mrazek and Alex Kerfoot. Honestly, I don't even know why that was a penalty, but whatever. They originally called it a major penalty in a game misconduct. That would have been a terrible call. Uh, I'm glad they got that right. And you have the injury to Pesci, which is really something I want to talk about uh, here in a second. But the truth of the matter is that from uh, for the most part in this game tonight, and even when uh, you know the second the the goal that made it four three was was poor coverage and uh, poor coverage on the goal that made it one nothing Toronto at the end of the first. Carolina was the better team tonight. Right. And they dominated Toronto yep. in the third yep. period. That was a one-sided affair in the third period. So there's a lot of good to take a, take away from this game, apart from the fact that you have this incredible story, kidney transplant, 42-year-old beer league goaltender uh, right. who came in and beat his hometown team. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when he came in the game, and they scored the two goals, it, it was started to look the other way. It started to look, you know, the other sentiment started to happen. Like, oh, man, this poor guy, man. He's got to right. come in here and stop Austin Matthews, who's tied for the <laughs> league lead in goals, and John Tavares, who, you know, <laughs> plays for $9 million a year. Um, you know, and it, and it started to look that way. Like, oh, man, this, this stinks. Like, the Hurricanes are in a playoff run. You know, here they are. Uh, with a with an emergency backup <laughs> right. goaltender, you know it was a really fun story when Mike Maniscalco did the little feature, you know, between periods or whenever it was when they were making up his jersey as this cutesy little thing, you know, and then he has to actually play. Right. But you're right, man. You know, it's it's fun. like there's like I've forgotten everything that happened in the game. Honestly, uh, I know the Hurricanes were playing well. They they doubled up. <laughs> Toronto yeah. in in shots. I mean, oh, it wasn't gosh. even close. But you know, th- this Toronto Carolina matchup, uh, I knew it was going to be a high scoring affair. I said it in the pregame show tonight because they're both teams that create chances. They're both teams that give up chances. Yeah. So it was going to come down to whichever goaltender could make the big save at the right moment, whichever defense core could shut down the most scoring opportunities. Because these two teams are like combustible lovers, man. Like they, they, they. The high times, the high times are 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 great. Fireworks everywhere, but there is zero stability, and there is zero chance they're ever staying together for the long term. Because uh, when they come together, it's it's a great time. Like it's the most fun time there is. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the Hurricanes needed that game, especially after what happened last night on the second night of a back-to-back. And they were good tonight, man. Um, 
creating chances, getting the secondary guys yep. uh, on the score sheet tonight. Nino Niederreiter, Fogel scores twice. Walmart breaks a 14-game goal-scoring drought. Yep. Aitchis scores. Tara Vinen, even, who's not a big goal scorer. He's obviously a, a, a giver of goals, but he gets his 13th of the year. So they needed to get that out of those guys. And But, you know, none of it matters because David Ayers is the star. Right. And they're already making up shirtsies for him, and I'm buying one as soon as I get home. Uh, well, the uh, believe me, I, I, I'm sure the station will buy about a dozen of them. Uh, I, have never, I have never wanted a jersey more. <laughs> I am not a jersey guy. Neither am I. I, have, I. Like, I have them just from when I was a kid and stuff. I have, the last jersey I bought was a Lou Pinella jersey. In Chicago, an authentic uh, Lou Pinella Chicago jersey, uh, Chicago Cubs jersey. Wow! Um, because I love Lou, <laughs> um, and that's that was that was probably in two thousand and seven or eight or whenever he became the manager. And nice. I am. I have never wanted a jersey more than a number ninety David Ayers Carolina Hurricane. Jersey. I have. I have a George Alves hockey card. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We got to get what a David would, a, a David Ayers what, hockey card now. What would trade for more money, David Ayers or oh. George Alves? Did George Alves get a win? No, uh, George George Alves played uh, like seventeen seconds in a game. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. George, yeah, David Ayers got a win. He made eight saves. By the way, George Alves. I mean, uh, uh, David Ayers looks the part in terms of the size. Like when when George Alves takes the net in yeah. practice. It's like, oh, they just put a D three lineman in there. Like he's, he's like <laughs> he's small, he's so small, right? It's just incredible. All right, let's a uh, cu- couple of uh, couple of quick things um, because I do want to talk about the the most important thing that happened today might not be a good thing. Um, so, not that I want to close on this, but I do want to wrap it up pretty quickly. Um, the the prospects of this team minus Brett Pesci for any yeah. serious length of time, I frankly, I don't want to think about it because yeah. I, I said this before the, not before the season started, but whenever you get into conversations about what well, they can't replace this, they can't replace this as much as Dougie Hamilton was great. And I'm not, this is not a knock on Dougie 74 and 22. They can't survive those losses. They do too much defensively. They are too important to this team. You can survive the loss of Dougie Hamilton. And they have been surviving the loss of Dougie Hamilton. Uh, yeah. They cannot survive missing Brett Pesci for a significant amount of time. I don't know what the what the prognosis is. I don't like the way he, walk, he skated off the ice. Uh, but I'm just hoping that he's able to figure it out and uh, that he can, that, you know, that, that it's not devastating. Well, I mean, like I said, the, you look at any, any type of advanced metrics on the Hurricanes, they already give up a ton of quality chances, even with yeah. Brett Pesci healthy. So you mentioned the defensive acumen of his, of his game and Slavin's game. Um, that's, I mean, that's just, you know, adding fuel to the fire. There's a team that, needed a top four defenseman before Dougie went down. Right. So, you know, now you're out Dougie, Pesci. Things didn't work out with Jake Gardner the way you would like them to. So it's a huge blow, I guess, on the positive side. 
if the Hurricanes don't make the playoffs, you look back and say, well, we, we lost Dougie and we lost Pesci and we lost both our goaltenders. So you have something <laughs> to blame it on. But, yeah, I mean, it's there's no way to there's no way to overstate the importance of Brad Pesci. Yeah, I mean, if um, if he's out for a significant amount of time, uh, and the Hurricanes do not land a legit top four defenseman, then they will not make the playoffs. They will. There's just that defense will not hold up, and that's the sad part. Because uh, I think the rest of that team can make the playoffs. Again, we can all de- sit around and debate what uh, how this team is constituted, what kind of an impact they can make in the postseason. Uh, but without Pesci and without a a, a suitable replacement for him, uh, they're not. This this defense isn't good enough to make the playoffs. I think we can obviously expect uh, that Jake Bean or somebody else will come up from Charlotte for Tuesday night against yeah. Dallas. This is the last game before the trade deadline, too. The trade deadline is Monday at 3, a, 3 p.m. Um, and I'm, I'm almost certain we'll see Alex Nedeljkovic as well. Um, yeah. I am. I have zero concern about the goaltending uh, the rest of the way. Whether it's Reimer or Morazic or Nedeljkovic, I have zero concern about the goaltending. Uh, I have, on a scale of 1 to 10, a 40 uh, about defense. Uh, especially if there's no Brett Pesci, I have a I, defense was a, was a concern of mine anyway. Uh, with Brett right. Pesci, uh, right. forget it. It goes uh, it goes all the way to eleven if uh, if he's out. Um, all right, so here's what the standings look like, and then uh, I will uh, will say goodbye on this because frankly, I just don't even know how to process everything that I just saw well, tonight. That's the thing; it's not even it's not, not even worth talking about the game. The Hurricanes won. David Ayers is the star, right? Da- like, Dave, yeah. Really, the Hurricanes were the better team all night, even before he came in the game, and they're lucky they were able to play enough. Uh, get enough. And he made eight saves. He was an 800, eight out of 10 tonight. He made uh, Hall of Fame. They were, able to play, they were able to lock it down enough. And that's the thing. They kept scoring goals too. Yeah. Like I was kind of wondering, like, how do you play this? Do you, do you like hunker down in front of airs and like hope that he, you know, try to help him out a little bit. But trip was like in the second intermission, he was like, no, you go after and you keep trying to score goals. Yeah, and you, try to, you were going to need him. I thought they were going to need 10 goals. I really did. That's exactly what they did. But, you know, it also gives you an example of, you know, human nature, the human condition about what you can do when you know you've got to help that dude out, right? Like, there's a certain – there's something to be said for this Hurricanes team. When you know you've got a professional goaltender back there, maybe you get a little lackadaisical. But, man, they locked it down in the third period. In front of that dude. Oh my and gosh! He made eight freaking saves, man! Eight freaking saves. <laughs> and tremendous. one to end the game. He That's made a right. save at the very end of the game. Well, the save at the end of the third period was, uh, rather, at the end of the second period was amazing. Huge, uh, it, huge, a great save, and it uh, it it really it uh, it effectively won the game. Uh, and by the way, shout out to Sheldon Keefe, the uh, Maple Leafs coach, for not pulling his goaltender and basically. Right. Uh, giving the middle finger to his own team, saying, "You know what, you you dudes don't deserve to have the right. goalie pulled." Right. <laughs> that was yeah. a, 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 very very quickly because I I should have done it with four minutes to go. Well, I thought when there was an icing with about four forty left, that was the time to do it. 
Um, and when he didn't do it, I'm like, what is he waiting for? And Tripp was talking about this as well. Uh, I called it coaching malpractice, but to be honest, he had, he had already decided his team didn't deserve the help. Uh, real quick, um, from Nathan on, uh, on Twitter. And I invited a, a bunch of, uh, people to ask questions, but I wanted audio questions to play the questions on the podcast and everybody just typed questions. So, uh, we'll have to, uh, have to figure out a better way to do that. Uh, Nathan is airs hurricanes career better than Scott Darlings. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. That that is the correct answer. (laughs) Someone tweeted me, someone tweeted me, a, a like a, a picture of, like a <laughs> an app they use for scores yeah. or something or like in-game game cast type thing and it's it showed that the hurricanes didn't have a goalie in <laughs> like if you go back on my timeline you'll see where i i used a crying laughing right. emoji retweet of this guy's <laughs> screenshot of his phone where it shows the hurricanes with no goalie no in go- even even though david Ayers was in that <laughs> Wow. All right, real quick. Philadelphia won today. They have 77 points. That team is real. Um, uh, and they're they're playing incredibly well, and they're about to start a, a long homestand against Western Conference teams, and uh, it looks to me like Philadelphia might run away uh, and hide at number three. Uh, who knows? The way Washington is playing, they were a loser to the Devils today. Uh, Philly might even pass Washington. I will not be surprised if that happens. Um, the Islanders were idle. The Hurricanes pulled even with them, but the Islanders have a game in hand. They passed Columbus, still have a game in hand on the Blue Jackets who lost in a shootout. Rangers won again. Uh, they are four points behind Carolina, uh, no games in hand. Florida also four points behind Carolina. They've all played 61 games. So, uh, what do you got, uh, Let's leave Philadelphia out of the equation. Five teams for uh, for two spots. Four of them are in the Metropolitan Division. What a division. Seven teams in the Metro are playoff caliber teams. Yep. Seven. It's amazing. Yep. It's going to be a wild ride. All right. Um, thank you very much. Uh, go drink a beer. Or no, you, you're, you're going to drink brown liquor. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw a little bullet bourbon into a glass. Um, on the rocks. Beautiful. Have a little bit of that. Cheers to David Ayers. That's what this one's for. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.